Hey, good evening. Uh, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you have to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And if your first time you might be saying, what, what's the rest? What are you to sleep? Okay, okay, give, me, give, me a, give me a summary. Tell me what's going on. Well, here's, what, here's what, how it works. I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's racing through your brain, whatever's got you up tossing and turning and thinking, worrying, contemplating, planning, shaming, whatever the hell's going through your brain. You say, hey, geez, I'd just like to shut this brain off and get some sleep. And, 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 and I don't understand the mechanism of why when it gets quiet, those parts of your brain get noisy. But what I do know, what I do mean when I say a safe place, I said, well, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to yell at those parts of your brain. As much as I like to, uh, you know, give them some timeouts and say, geez, hey, you, criticizer, criticizer in chief. And you, shame master 3000, can can I have a speak to you outside privately at the top of my voice? But I I, want to do that, but I'm not. I'm going to say, uh. What I, what I am going to do is I'm going to tell a little story. Tonight's a real-time recipe. So I'm going to go through a recipe in re- real time, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to tell it as calmly as I can, and with as many pointless meanders as I can. It's going to get, you know, pretty boring if you were having to sit listen to someone. You know, maybe one one time you were, you, you were a child, you said, geez, I wish I was home playing video games or watching a show or reading a book. And you, they said, family time, if I'm going to be uncomfortable with your nana, you're going to be uncomfortable. So sit there on her door, you know, make sure your feet do not touch anything. You say, Mom, I, I don't want to see, how am I going to eat it? I told you, no. you're going to sit there and listen to your nana with me and you're going to act like, and then you said, "Okay, well, geez, I got to, I got to step this up here. I'm, uh, you know, fourth grader. I got to impress people." And you were trying to think of, of all the uh, the non, you know, of all the qualities of your nana that either frighten you or you know make you feel strange. You said, "Jesus, is there anything with this nana character that is not strange or frightening?" Or just makes me feel like I ate some garbage. And I said, she's inside my, I feel like I'm digesting garbage. I don't know why. When Sometimes when I'm close to you, Nana, that's how I feel. Obviously not the time for truth, you know, sitting on Nana's couch. So then you say, hey, Nana, I noticed that one time it was a ba- the most barely edible thing we ate here was a peach cobbler. I'd never tasted any peach or sugar in there, what, what, you know, was that your own take on peach cobbler? How'd you make that? I, I Just in case so I don't accidentally make it ever, you know, by accident, because you, you know, how'd you do that, Nana? She, oh, boy, oh, boy. Let me tell you how I made Now, I said, I don't, this boy, he does not deserve any sugar because this boy's a lunatic. And then I went to say, I said, well, geez, I, I remember peach cabla that my neighbor Doreen told me all about. And I said, I looked at it, but then I said, peaches. Well, they, well, they too, uh, and they said, go to the farmer's market. I said, well, does somebody else steal my purse there? I'm not going to the farmer's market. A farmer broke my heart when I was a girl. I have no, no need for farmers in my life. Now, what should grow uh, that sells to a supermarket? Now, there's a man I could get behind if you know, any of them, I could ever meet any of them.
But I went to my 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 supermarket and I saw that and he said, "Nanny, you, where where'd you grow up again?" Oh, quiet, I'm talking about this peach cobbler here. And I said, "Geez, uh, what, you young man, what are you doing there?" And he said, uh, "Cleaning the floor." I said, "Where are the peaches?" And he said, "Over there, they're on sale five ninety a five ninety nine a pound." And it goes on like that. You you know the road it goes down. And at some point, you you just hope. So you, so this will be like that, but without the uncomfortable parts. It'll just be like the uh, your friend's nana, the one that says, "Geez, I got my nana believes in Christmas every month," and she tells me these. Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe I'm I'm as boring as a nana without the emotional wounds. I guess I'm like the. Uh, well, I have emotional wounds, but I, I never, hopefully I've never inflicted any on any of you. If I had, it was an accident or because I'm, you know, buffoon. But I hope I don't inflict any. So I say, I'll go on, I'll prattle on without the shaming, without the judging. Probably with, a, maybe I'll be using a woman's voice from time to time, but I'll be mostly... Say, oh, well, let me tell you about it. That's the greatest peach cobbler you ever had. Oh, boy, let me tell you about this other peach cobbler I heard about when I was just a girl. Now, one thing I'll tell you from, from somebody that's been doing this a while uh, is you can't just prattle on like an old woman. you got to throw some stuff in there because what I'm mainly trying to do is distract the parts of your brain that are racing. Now, they're pretty smart. Their whole racing and figuring and kissing. Is there a word conniving? Is that a word? Scheming and conniving? Uh, can you be a conniver? Oh, man, that'd be cool. Conniver. The conniver. Anybody got Marvel? Anybody got a direct line to Marvel? The connivist. Hey, what do you do for a living? Well, we, we, I was once a boy until I ate too much radiated peach cup. Okay, sorry, there was a knock at my door there. So I was saying we could be the connivist. I don't know. But it was just it was just a spare key getting dropped off by the spare keyist, the uh, spare locksmithist. Uh, so I don't know my boys, peach cobbler, conniving brain. But the main thing is those parts of your brain that are chattering, I think this is the point, maybe I already made it, is that they're, they're trying to help you. They're trying to protect you. Kind of like the overprotective Nana, so misguided, so terribly misguided. Possibly evil. There's always a you know high probability of evil in these situations, but a lot of times it's just uh, a person more damaged than you trying to you know uh, make it do what's right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm not a safe. Uh, I guess I'm not a you know. I'm better at uh, meandering than dealing with actual problems. So I'm going to try to distract those parts of your brain. I know I was headed towards the point, and, you know, the keyest came here, the sparest. And he said, how about we team up and become the, uh, you know, what were you going to, connivist? He said, oh, I can't trust you if you're going to be the connivist. I said, what about the conniver? Johnny Conniver. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. So that's but that's what you're going to get in this podcast to say, geez, I thought this guy was going to talk about recipes. He's talking about brains and nanas, radioactive cobbler, and now he's trying to go on to a superhero show. And he also can't even, he, he seems confused. All, all those things are true. and the, But the biggest truth is I'm here to distract you. I hope I help you fall asleep. It works for some people. 
Just so you know, off the beaten path, you've strayed from from the path in search of sleep. And, and this is one path you'll go down. And you might say, well, this is a windy path. It doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And that's what a lot of people say when they get here. And then they say, well, Jesus, it's not half bad. It's not a... This path is not distractingly beautiful. Where I'm going to be like, I got to take, you know, I got to take somebody on this path that loves to be on, you know, paths that love seeing paths, that love looking at path-related stuff to look at. But it's not the worst path I've been on because I've been on some bad paths. It's just in my path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you say, well, Jesus, it's just a patch of, a patch of uh, what are those, leaves and grass? You know, is that some sort of, is hypoallergenic mean non-allergenic type of, type of bed? I just better, I think I'm going to rest here. It's uh, it's more humid. Is that fog or humidity? I don't know. It's this, this, I don't know. It's descending on me and I feel myself. And that, so that's the way the podcast works. It works for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. I'm glad you're here. I hope I help you fall asleep. You can find us on the web. We're at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get a hold of me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. On Twitter, at Dearest Scooter. You can, uh, with a Facebook, we're on there. I'm working on a newsletter. So if you say, well, geez, I don't really listen to the episodes. I fall asleep pretty fast. And I say, oh, well, I have a little newsletter there. So I say, well, geez, I, you know, here's what you missed, me talking about nothing. <laughs> so, I can't wait to write about that. It would take me so long to capture this, the essence of, uh, of, of nothing. How do you capture that in words? Uh, but, you know, I think one day, one day, maybe today, maybe tonight, I hope this podcast helps you fall asleep. We're out on Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, and Sunday nights. Give it a shot. I hope it works for you. If you might say, Jesus, I love this podcast. How can I help you out? Uh, uh, and you say, Jesus, don't you have a witty... You know, a witty off the beaten path, uh, you know, way to tell people. And I'd say, yeah, I'm trying to think of one while I'm talking right now. Because usually we had like, uh, what was it called? Uh, the first one was called, the uh, second one was called Keep Up the Good Work because you guys were doing such good work at telling people. The first one was uh, One Lesser Initiative. And this one, this one, I think we'll call it us for the month of May, which we're already partially away through. So this one is a small talk with a stranger after last night's episode, because this is Wednesday. No, no, it's Tuesday. Tonight's episode, I guess, is coming out tonight. And that's got small talk in it and my inability. So you say small talk with a stranger and you say, Jeez, hey, how you?" and maybe the podcast never comes up. But maybe that stranger sleeps better. Maybe you sleep better. I know sometimes when I come out of my shell, when I when I stretch just a tiny bit, sometimes I think maybe, you know, it's a cumulative, 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 I have trouble saying that word, cumulative effect. And you say, well, geez, I slept better tonight. I don't know why. Maybe it was that smile I gave that old man. Uh, maybe it was a kind woman. I said, hey, you look like the type of person that would, uh, you know, know a good peach cobbler recipe. And then, you know, 
you get accused of being a jerk. And I said, Jesus, well, no, 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 I, I don't understand what I did wrong, but make, but you know, you gotta, you gotta make, uh, you gotta make small, what do you call that? It's not talk, small confrontation. You gotta, you gotta break some small confrontations to make some small talk. But I'm just saying, hey, make some small talk with a stranger, whether it's online. And you say, hey, I really liked what you said about that. Maybe it's about sleep. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's about brushing your teeth. Somebody says, well, I'm doing the counterclockwise method now. And you say, well, I can't wrap my brain around that. Tell me more. Or, I don't know, I'm not good at small. But small talk with a stranger. See how it goes. Maybe the podcast comes up. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe they say, wow, you, you know, I've made small talk with a lot of strangers, but no one with eyes like yours. You look so... Your eyes are glowing, almost like they were once covered in bags. And now you just have this lightness around your eyes. And you say, well, it's a, thanks to this odd man in his odd little podcast, you could have eyes not like mine, but maybe those, you probably have like 40 bags. Maybe we could get it down to uh, 38 with this podcast. Try it out. I don't know, but yeah, you, small talk with a stranger, our, 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 our pledge drive for May, small talk with a stranger, just take one stranger you encounter in the month of May and make small talk, you know, and if you have a small confrontation with a stranger, keep it small. Sleep with me podcast. <laughs> the, I, I'm glad you're here and I hope I help you fall asleep. Thank you. I want to thank Chris Posty Poster sent over at soundslikeanearful.com. He does our music. He's got a podcast, Sounds Like an Earful. I want to thank Sir Scotty and uh, Lady Jennifer, who are in charge of our artwork. I want to thank everyone that's offering support all the time, everyone that was on the Periscope this week. I want to thank uh, Justin McElroy off the top. He was the one that said, hey, can you do, among other people, but this week he said, hey, can I? Uh, he, he had mentioned a real-time recipe, and, and he's a person I consider, I kind of butchered it. Anytime I, I have great respect for someone or I'm a fan of someone, I kind of mess up. Uh, so I said, and I do the thank yous after I edited most of the episodes. So I said, well, geez, let me... Uh, Try to do it in a more better, more better way, and what could be better than that? But he is one of those people in podcasting that I say, and a lot of people don't believe a rising tide lifts all boats. But he is one of those people rising the tide that's lifting other people's podcasting boats. He's got two podcasts: my brother, my brother, my brother, my brother, and me, and Sawbones. And they're check them out if you probably just, if most people that listen to podcasts have said, "Oh boy, okay, uh, you you would know that." But if not, check it out. He also uh, he also runs, or I think he just changed. Uh, he's you know head writer now over at Polygon. Is that Polygon? P O Polygon, uh, video game website. So go over there and read his stuff. Listen to his podcast if you haven't already. That's what I usually say, like people like Justin or John and Craig, that to me, they're superstars, but they're also people that, like I said, they, they, they don't, uh, they're not fancy pants. They might wear, they might have own fancy pants, but they don't act like it. 
Well, all right, we're going to do the thank yous out of order here just because I want to thank, uh, and I have another uh, discussion point here. Over on the iTunes reviews, I want to thank Missy2278. Uh, says, where have you been all my life? Thank you for the podcast. Uh, I've been around. I haven't been doing much, so. So you caught me at the right time. So where have I been all your life? You're getting the the boring part is the best part. And then uh, Hanlitz, that's a nice little name, Hanlitz. Sounds like a, a, a combination of two beers I used to love drinking, Hams and Schlitz. I mean, I actually, I don't know if did I ever drink any Schlitz. But towards the end, I drank some hams, and there was an incident at it. But anyway, I can't go back to that restaurant. Uh, but Hanlitz says, you know, thanks for the podcast. They want to give me a great big hug, or they feel like I'm giving them a great big hug. And then they have a giggle. Thanks, buddy. And then Pretzel Bush says this is hurtful about the Tim Curry episode. And this isn't, I say, well, geez, I've gotten one feedback good and one feedback from Pretzel Bush bad. So I don't know if Pretzel Bush is serious. If you are Pretzel Bush, please get a hold of me and let me know so I can, because I said after I did the episode and I got in, I said, well, I don't know if this is hurtful, but if it is, again, I want it, but I don't know if you're joking. And I'm pretty sure Pretzel Bush, w- w- the only thing that hurts is if I let Pretzel Bush down, because I'm pretty sure Pretzel Bush is the person that wrote the review that said, uh, the only review I've ever written, it's that good. So that'd be a little bit devastating to know I let Pretzel Bush down. So Pretzel Bush, if you can reach out to me, everybody else that has an opinion on the Tim Curry episode, and you don't have to take my, actually, I don't have a side, I'm curious. He says, it's no, no big deal to take the episode down if it hurts, if you think it's going to hurt Tim Curry. But I said, well, if anyone comes across looking bad in that episode, it it's, it would be me. Uh, and I said, well, geez, I found another outlet for my passion to create projects for Tim Curry. So that might be the other thing is like I was so anxious that I got over my initial anxiety once I got into the zone. So maybe Pretzel Bush missed that. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'm open. Okay, let me know. Okay, other thank yous. I want to thank uh, Lab and Emily for their letters. Thank you. And for their comments. I want to thank Lab and Emily for their letters. I just finally got to the mailbox recently. I also want to thank Lab for her comments. On the website, I want to thank Mashal. I believe it's Mashal. Thank you for your uh, your nice comments there. I want to thank Hannah and Anna separately for their emails. Hannah and Anna, those are separate people, separate emails. And I want to thank you both. Uh, Over on Facebook, I want to thank Richie, Linda, Julie, Corey, and Mike. And I'm going to come back to Mike, but I want to thank all of you. On Twitter, I want to thank Crimson X-Wings, Jeremy, Michaela, Trish, Miss Flamingo, Bethany, Heidi, and Teeks. Uh, you know, I said the other episode recently, you know, I've been getting, I've been hearing a lot of stories from people and a lot of people are going through hard times here. And a lot of people say, Hey, you know, it's between you and me, but I just got this message from Mike, uh, last night and it is, uh, I want to share with you and not so much to share with you to say, Hey, look at what I'm doing, but to, to just as a message out there. So anyone else, I know, and, and, and I also heard about this from Laura a little bit today. 
I know how terribly alone it can feel to be either depressed or not be able to sleep. And that, not that I know exactly what everybody's going through. But I know that both of those experiences, and I said, geez, I don't know if I'm still dealing with depression or I'm in whatever they call that dyspepsia, whatever the hell the long-term depression is, or is you know, or, or what. But I say, well, geez, you might be going through something different like Mike is. And maybe I can relate to it, but maybe someone out there that feels like, geez, nobody gets me or I'm all alone. Or, yeah, your terrible pain and your terrible circumstances, they really are tough. I mean, it's, a lot of people say, get over it. We don't say that here because that's not going to freaking do anybody any good. And I'm, I get a little bit. But let me read you what Mike said to me. And then I just want, I just want to put it out there for, for Mike to know he's not alone. But anyone else, uh, uh, Mike says, uh, maybe I'll paraphrase. Mike had two seizures on eight, at the beginning of April. They were at least partially caused by lack of sleep, and he was in the hospital uh, for a little over 24 hours. And they said, you got to get some better sleep to prevent these seizures. And he researched all these methods, and he found the podcast. And since then, he's been using it every night since he got home from the hospital. It's been working for him. And he usually has one podcast episode playing and one ready to go. And, you know, he's hoping that the podcast and good night's sleep will help him avoid seizures. And I can't, this is, you know, I'm a guy who used my imagination a lot of times, so this isn't what Mike said. But I got to imagine if I had two seizures and I had to go to the hospital, it would be terribly scary and terribly frightening and terribly traumatic. And I don't know if that's Mike's experience. But I got to say, like, Jesus, you know, that's what I'm saying to anybody else, because I know a lot of people are going through, that listen to this podcast, are going through some sort of PTSD or some other, you know, physical. We got people listening with a lot of people with pain issues or whatever. And yeah, you, I, I don't know what to say. Jesus, I wish I knew how to coalesce this into a, a salient point. But it's, it's weird because as you say, I say, well, geez, you're not alone. You say, well, yeah, well, I am. You're only a, a recording on a podcast. Okay, you, you got me. Uh, and then in some sense, we say, geez, we're all alone. That's a human condition. I don't know. Uh, so I don't know what to say other than maybe by sharing these stories of other people and saying, well, geez, other people are alone too. Does that make you less alone? I don't know. I wish I could close it with something uh, so brilliant. But sometimes, you know, maybe the pain trumps the brilliance uh, in some sense of, of an attempt to say, oh, boy, I'm going to nail this point. And then people will say, oh, boy, now. But, but you know, whatever is racing through your brain has got you tossing and turning. I, I'm trying to distract you. Uh but I I don't want you to sink under the ocean, I guess is what I'm saying, okay? So that's why I'm putting that out there is to say, geez, uh, look around. Maybe you could, if somebody else is sinking below the surface, maybe you could help pull them out. Or maybe you could know, geez, maybe whatever I'm going through, maybe I need to get some more help. This doesn't have to do with Mike's point. I'm just going on a tangent now. I don't know, okay? But, uh, you know, it just, you know, I might be learning to feel, is what I guess I'm saying. So that's why I'm blubbering. But thank you, Mike. And thank you for all the other stories I've heard. Oh, man. And the good stories. I, that's not only, and this isn't a bad story. It says, geez, he's on the mend. He's getting some rest. 
So I'm glad you're all here, and honestly, I, for the ones of you that can help fall asleep, it's my honor to do so. Uh, you know, so thank you for this opportunity. All right, everybody, this is, uh, we're, we're back here with another episode of Real-Time Recipes. The uh, way real-time recipes work is we're going to make a, a real-time recipe in real-time is your first step. It's been a little while since we've done one. But I, I heard from someone on Twitter this week, and I had a, I said, well, geez, I, I have been meaning to re-record or redo, you know, I, I have a recipe in the hopper ready to go, time-tested. I've, I've made it three or four times. So I've been making the recipe a few times over the past week. And I said, well, geez, it's time for a new, another real-time recipe. So I hope you'll join me. We're, gonna, we're in my kitchen now. I want you to hop on the imaginary, magical, step into the magical mixing bowl, the magical kitchen, KitchenAge gadget everyone buys. But so few use, but those people that do use it, they use it. That's your one friend that you say, man, that, that fucker can cook. Uh, that That's not me. I'm real-time recipe. So we're going to make a little recipe tonight. We're going to make fried rice burritos. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take, we're going to take, we're gonna take uh, uh, fried rice we're going to collide it with a burrito, and then we're going to eat it up. And now if you say, whoa, 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 I'm from the part of the country where we don't go for tortillas, I'd say, well, sir, you, may be, you might have found the wrong podcast. But I'd also say, well, you could just eat your fried rice and be done with it. But I believe when I get to my point, you'll say, okay, you've converted me. So usually you say, well, geez, I might, uh, I might, I say, well, I don't know, I don't know. Usually we're boiling water or something or turning the oven on. But let's just, uh, why don't you meet me at Trader Joe's, the store where we purchase everything because I can't be bothered to go anywhere else. But also, you know, because they have the stuff we need. And by the mystical power of the magical KitchenAid mixer, which is, you know, has a bunch of attachments. You say, what the hell does that thing do? What, what, is a, what does a dough hook do? Because I, I'd like to be involved with do- hooking some dough. Uh, you say, well, geez, I don't know. But, but hey, let's, uh, I'll meet you at Trader Joe's. And by the power, hey, hey, let's go inside Trader Joe's. Good to see you. So good to see you. you. Look, so ready to do some shopping. Do we want to do some uh, carrying? For do you want to do some basket carrying, or would you like to do some shopping cart pushing? Because oh boy, oh boy, this is going to be fun. We're going to go right into the Trader Joe's here. We're going to take a, a right, a hard right, harder. Harder, hardest right you've taken. Oh, watch out for that lady. She's not paying attention. Uh, ma'am, no texting while standing in the middle of the aisle. Please do one or the other. But we're going to look around the store, and I want to clarify to my friends that don't have a Trader Joe's, like Jennifer E., the wonderful author Jennifer E. out there. She said, hey, you made his Trader Joe's sound like it was on a cloud in heaven. 
And it, you got in a bed and they pushed you around the store and it was humongous. And they put chocolates in your mouth and all these things. But, uh, you know, I want to say Trader Joe's are a little bit smaller than your normal supermarket. Now, when you're in the, in, in the uh, theater for the mind, you say, well, boy, this is the greatest store I've ever been in. But you say, well, you can, the aisles are packed together close. You can get a little clogged, but we always stay calm here. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't shove. We don't even passively, aggressively bump people with the cart because you're going to be on tape anyway. Back when I, you know, they didn't record it, I still wouldn't bump people with the cart. So I would think about it, you know, say, geez, if I hit them in the hip, that would really hurt them. And I say, geez, I gotta, I gotta grow up. I can't be doing these terrible, terrible things. But we're in. We're, we took our hard right, and then I went off on a soft right into nowhere. Uh, you know, a place that says, geez, I don't, I don't. I'm just gonna chit chat about Trader Joe's, but we're here to do some shopping. And I say, shop, shop, shopping, shopping time. And you might say, geez, you're chatty today, Scooter. You're so chatty. Why are you? You seem a little nervous. And he said, "Did you have a? Did you did you do something awkward at this Trader Joe's? I should know about. Did you ask anyone out on a date? Did you attempt to ask someone out on a date and went horribly wrong? Do you have a secret crush at this Trader Joe's?" And I would say, "No, I don't. That maybe that's why I'm so nervous. I have no go-to Trader Joe's crush at this time. I have no backup Trader Joe's crush at this time." And unfortunately, in my heart of hearts, I'll be honest with you, I have no potential at this, at this store at this moment. And that's not an offense on any of the workers. I've strived, I've looked into eyes. I've walked too close and maybe smelled some hair. Maybe not, probably not. Please don't don't listen to that. And I said, well, geez, I was just not feeling it. My, my uh, Trader Joe's crush-a-meter has not been set off. But who knows, this could be the day maybe there's a new employee for me to harass with just my mind, which is the only way, only way to harass. And by harass, I mean say, oh, boy, oh, boy. But, geez, all my talking about nonsense, and we've stayed right, we've hugged the, uh, the, uh, the I don't know what the hell they call it, the section with the vegetables that's supposed to keep them cool. And why don't you go in there? I'm gonna I'm gonna do something controversial here. I'm gonna say grab some green onions. And I said this time we're gonna cook this recipe for the first time in all my days with some green onions. I, and I say to myself, are these scallions? Where in the country is it? Some place it's called a green onion. Some places it's called a scallion. But I don't know the difference. And I said, well, geez, I, I, I'd like to know. Or is it because there's another thing? called uh, chive. And then I said, well, maybe that's a scallion. And then I said, well, no, I could swear these things are scallions, but now are they, or were they scallions? And now they're going by green onions, or is it a territorial thing? Uh, so we, we have some green onions. Now you're going to see on the support columns, I think you, you've been here with me before, you're going to see these little plastic bags that look like nets, and you're going to see some uh, garlic and some ginger. I want you to, can you go over there and grab one of each for me? And you might be saying to yourself, why the hell do they put them in these bags? It seems wasteful. I'd say probably, 
You're right. I, I would say, geez, maybe we should uh, talk to the Trader Joe's uh, management and say, are these bag, these red uh, net like bags? I don't want my, I don't want these caught on a bird beak. Uh, just to be able to have my, you know, it's strange. The more restaurants that are more inconsiderate, their garlic and gingers just sitting around. And and we'll see what Trader Giotto has to say about that when we, when we get them on the horn. You say, you do you want to call and say, could I speak to Trader Giotto, please? Uh, and I don't know who else who else is in the Trader Joe's lore. I don't have the big book of uh, what, what do they call that. I don't think TSR has a Dungeons and Dragons rule. Dungeons and Dragons Trader Joe's add-on package. Trader Giotto probably doesn't have a lot of hit points. I'd just be guessing if he's eating. You say, well, geez, I don't, there's not a, but anyway, we, we've got to get some shot. We've got our green onions. Thank you for getting the ginger and the garlic. And I'm going to double check my, um, my, my, my recipe list here. But I see as we, we pass into the luncheon meats and the cheeses, you say, you might say to yourself, geez, I want a little cheese if we're going to be making burritos. And, but you say, well, fried rice burrito. What the hell cheese would you use with that? I would say, you know, just grab a cheese and we'll figure it out. You know, you can always make grilled cheese another day. A fridge full of cheese is a, you know, a fridge. In, I, I don't know the saying. I think there's a famous saying about this. A fridge full of cheese is a fridge. It's not a fridge indeed. A fridge... A fridge that will sneeze? No. But anyway, grab some cheese. They say, well, she's a sharp cheddar. Does not sound like it would go well in a fried rice burrito. But who cares? Now we're over here. I'm gonna, I'm already a little ahead of you, you know. But you, you, come on, catch up. But you say, our next purchase is going to be a very, at this time, a tra- unique Trader Joe's uh Thing it is a they've 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 tested this they've marketed it and now it's in stores it is a a sausage and the name of it escapes me but it's a Korean barbecue style chicken sausage and we're going to purchase these now they have some bite to them so if you're say if you're playing the at home game and you say well boy uh, no uh, chicken you know no spice for me. You say, well, just, there's the chicken thighs, or you could buy some other sort of chicken-based sausage or a pork-based sausage up there. But but we're going to take these Korean uh, barbecue sausages. They come four to a pack, and that's going to be our, our meat. And then we're going to hit hit the egg thing just in case you can't. Another thing, you say, well, geez, I got some extra eggs in my fridge. Yeah, eggs. I think the jury's out that they're good for you, but I'm, I'm again, I'm not a positive on that because I'm not a dietitian. I'm more of like a food conspiracy theorist or ignorant food conspiracy theorist. A few food, a food conspiracy ignoramus. That's what they called me. I, I, I went on the, uh, uh, you know, they said you're a ignorant. Oh no, just ignoramus. They called me, but I prefer food conspiracy ignoramus. We got our eggs. Now you're going to see directly across from the eggs, over the rainbow, as they say. When I say rainbow, I mean the organic vegetable section. Is uh, there, there uh, various breads and bread-like things? 
And yeah, you know, and again, this is going to be weighing on controversy, Allie, but we're going to get some flour tortillas here, white flour tortillas. You could get corn, that would be more of a taco than a burrito. But I want, to, I want you to trust me for this initial run, and then you can say, you know, I prefer, you know, something in a more whole grain situation, which is sensible from a dietary standpoint. But I'm going to pitch you on something you know, outside of the outside of the dietitian's box, out of inside of the food conspiracy ignoramus playbook, that that's a book I'm working on, a working title, food ignoramus conspiracy. Yeah, I said I'll work on the title. All right, so we're taking our left here, and you'd see us. You're going to see you say, "Well, I like a guacamole or a sour cream or avocado." Don't let me stop you. You know, go go for it. And we're going to skip the, the frozen food section. We're going to go right into the more dried canned goods section. I don't know what they call it, the staple section. You know, we got our olive oils here, and we're going to stop right here in the oil department, which is on the left side of the end of this aisle. If you, you, want, you want to grab a quick shot cup of coffee, and let's, let's pretend, let's kick back here, we'll sip at our coffee, and do you want to fake shame people that are, are drinking milk and they're they're pretending they're getting coffee and they're getting milk and they're drinking a little shot glass of milk and they might say, well, you're the ridiculous one with a shot glass of coffee, but we'll, we won't outwardly shame them, just in our minds because there's probably nothing to be ashamed of. It just makes they say, geez, well, that's like uh, you know, interesting doing a shot of milk. And they might say, look at my bones, motherfucker. Why don't you shut your mouth? And that, that's what happened last time. That's what I do with silent shaming now. Or maybe we should just move on. So we're back here at the oil section now. We're going to go again outside of the norm. As we always do with this package, you're going to see, you're going to look through, you see coconut oil. That's the hot thing nowadays. You say, get some coconut oil. Become a, Join the cult of oil pullers. Or the cult of cocoa oil coaters, where you coat yourself with cocoa oil. Or, you know, join a cocoa nut oil wrestling team. You need a, you know, Bill Gates is the sponsor of my team because it's so damn expensive getting the coconut oil to wrestle with. But we're going to say, well, keep your coconut oil, uh, uh, trader, uh, trader uh, cocoa. Cocoa fallout, uh, keep your trade. We're going to see over here in a similar jar with a blue label, there's a red, strange reddish, orangish uh, oil solidified like, uh, like the coconut oil, but it's called red palm oil. And we're going to buy that. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to look at the nutritional label. We're going to say, wow, it's different. Let's give this crap a shot. And we will. And now we're going to move down this aisle. We're going to pick up a bag of jasmine rice. And I know I can hear you and a nation of millions saying, hold the phone, you're buying some white rice. What the hell are you doing? Have you read a newspaper in the last 20 years? And I would say to you, uh, yeah, but trust me, trust me on this. I know white rice is probably poisonous, or, but it's a staple it's uh, we're we're gonna get mileage out of this, so it, it, you know don't 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 nutrition shame me, sir. Oh wait, I'm talking to myself here. Don't nutrition shame me. Internal monologue. 
We're buying white rice, jasmine rice, and we're putting it in the cart. And then we're turning, and then I'm going to double-check my list because I'm saying, well, geez, okay, so we're, let's go over. we got green onions. Okay, we got to go back to the frozen section. I already thought of what we We're going to take it in a left and then left again, and then on the right side. On the right side here are frozen vegetables, and you're going to see you, you have a, a couple different uh, vegetable medleys to choose from from time to time. Usually they're going to be four uh, kernel or pea-like vegetables. Uh, the one we're purchasing that I see there is a pea, a corn, a, uh, a, a blue lake bean, and a little julienne carrot. And we're going to say, okay, that's, that's what we're going for here. Frozen, I know. Other times it'll be like a soybean in there instead of something else. But you say, okay, that's what we're going to get. We're going to take that with us. We're going to put it in our cart. So we have eggs. We have rice. We have uh, Korean barbecue sausage, ginger, garlic, red palm oil. Uh, we got some other stuff, I think, uh, frozen vegetables, uh, ginger, garlic. I think we have everything, if not... You know, I don't like to linger at this Trader Joe's anymore. I like to talk uncomfortably because, yeah, there's no... Oh, wait a second. Who is that and that grace? Well, let's just check out. Let's just check out. Let's not get hung up now. No, not time to develop a... I tell you what, one of my greatest regrets, though, if we're going to talk... If you're going to pressure me to talk about Trader Joe's crushes, was a non-employee crush I had. Last summer it was. Uh, the summer of 2014, you know, has, has been sung in songs uh, by, I think, English, you know, ballad singers of the summer of 2014. Calvin Simmons or someone. Uh, but that was the summer I fell in love but didn't say anything in a five-minute span. It was some young woman just in from a run, doing some shopping, wearing a green T-shirt and running shorts. And the green T-shirt had some English uh, uh, exchange uh, program in Brighton or Sussex. And I said, I should ask about that shirt because then I would be able to talk to this person. I've clearly, we've made eye contact. There's a chance, uh, we, you know, we could just have a pleasant conversation or I could just check out without all my groceries and run home. And I chose the, the latter. And then I said, oh boy, I, I, I just checked out. And I said, okay, well, that's, uh, you live and you learn. So that's a regret I have that I've held close to my heart. I call her the green-shirted, uh, well, I don't really call it. I say, geez, I could have thought, I, 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 and I tried. I said, well, Sussex. I said, uh, what the Sus? you know. I, I tried to think of something, but I couldn't think of it. And so then I just said, but anyway, we're done here. I'll meet you back at home. And by the time you get at home, you're going to smell the smells of smelling coming through the door. So I'll see you back there. Oh, hey, 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 good to see you. Yeah, come on in, come on in. I'm so glad you're here. I missed you. So you didn't tell, you didn't text anyone about what I was telling you about the person in the green shirt, did you? You just have laughed to yourself. Okay, it's okay. 
So here we go. I got my cast iron pot here. This is a uh, one of those deeper pots. I don't know what the hell you call it. I think this was a. I think I've talked about it before. It's a Dutch oven combo. So you got the deep pot here, and then you have the little pot that goes on the top. But you can see I'm heating up the cast iron pot. Now you don't want to overheat it. I'm at medium, and I just got it. And now we're gonna take a little scoopy poo, a little scoopy poo, about a tablespoon of this red palm oil. We're about a scoopy poo of the red palm oil. We're gonna drop it in there, and yeah, see how it goes from a, it's going from a solid to a liquid. And then we're going to take our jasmine rice, and we're going to take a cup of that. We're going to measure it out. We're going to measure out a little cup a cup of that rice. And I say, you know, a little bit over, a little bit under, that's fine. And as the oil starts to melt, we're going to toss the rice in there. And you want to be a medium, maybe you could kick it up to medium high now. And you're going to take your wo- a wooden spoon, or, you know, if you're anti-wood or non-wooden spoon, but wooden spoon's probably best. And you're going to scrape around. We're going to get all the uh, 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 rice nice and coated in this red palm oil. And this might be when your internal dietary critic is saying, what the hell, you rice coated in oil, why don't you just boil the rice? And I would say, good question. I don't know. I'm not a chef. I'm a cook. And when I the first time I made this recipe, this is what I did. I don't. I think the last the first time I used, I used bacon dripping. So we're way ahead of the game, and it's going to blow your mind. Look at how the color of the rice is taking on the red palm oil. The red palm oil is more of an orange palm oil, so it's kind of giving our rice. And, and we're going to our rice is going to go from translucent. It's starting to take on a milky color, and we're going to keep stirring it there. And as you stir it, let's. Uh, I'm going to fill up a cup of water. We're going to use two cups of water. Now, unfortunately, my little brain, we I didn't get any uh, chicken broth. And the last time we cooked together, I think I used all of my, uh, like uh, my bouillon, the, the bouillon you keep in the fridge. So we're going to just have to remember to add some salt or some soy sauce at the end of the recipe. But But that's fine. It's not the end of the world. So we're going to, our rice is looking good. It's looking nice and translucent. A couple of our things are turning slightly golden. And we're going to put the water and it's going to steam and instantly boil. And then we're going to put another cup in and it's going to, we're going to turn up the heat and start to boil the water. And you might say to yourself, hey, what, what would you do if you uh, burned your rice? I would say, I don't know. I've never overcooked it. It would probably taste... Uh, uh, not as good, but yeah, we're getting a boil, you know, and not a physical boil, a water boil, and we're going to take our, our top there, and we're going to put it on our pot, and yeah, we have a nice rolling boil, and we're going to put our put our top on, and uh, we're going to put our top on, and we're going to drop the temperature down, and wow, you are you a mind reader? Because you seem to have cut those sausages up into little halves, Length, is that lengthwise? That is lengthwise. Wow, that is exactly how I wanted them done. We're going to put them on my cast iron grill, and we're, we're going to get them grilled, and we're going to get, we're going to, we got a nice temperature going. We want to get a nice uh, caramelization of the fat in there. And meanwhile, our rice is going to be done in about 20 minutes, so I want you as our, as our meat cooks, we're going to take a, a thumb-sized piece of garlic, just like a human thummy poo. 
and we're going to chop, not garlic, I'm sorry, ginger, and we're going to chop that up, mince it up. Would you prefer, are you a mincer? You look like you could mince, mince, uh, what's, what's mincemeat? I always wonder about mincemeat. I was wondering, I said, what is mincemeat? Mincemeat pie. And I say, is that a good pie or a bad pie? And then it makes me forget, I always forget, do I like pecan pie or, or not? And I say, is that what, min-? and then I say, oh, maybe I should just avoid those. And then I say, pumpkin, maybe it's pumpkin. Okay, I just, fall pies, avoid fall pies. That's one of my, one of my, I was thinking about that getting ta- that tattooed on my forearm so I could check. Oh, avoid fall pies. I'm sorry, no pecan pie for me. No, uh, no, no pumpkin pie and no mince. Oh, mince meat pie is not a fall pie. Oh boy. Well, I got that. That was a waste of a tattoo. But yeah, we're also going to chop up the, uh, the lower end of the green onions there. And we're going to keep the, the top half. The little hairy parts, we can throw those hairy parts away that look like a little, you know, funny thing. Oh, great job on the Great, great job on the ginger, bravo! Uh, you know, if ginger was, if ginger wasn't like, didn't sound like such a degrading nickname, I would name you ginger. But then you just minced, minced ginger, mince ginger mince. Oh wait, that sounds too much like something for your breath. Oh wow, look at what you did! Such a nice job on those green onions. Could do you mind chopping up a little garlic too? Oh, good. Okay, so now we're, we're we're looking. We've got about ten minutes. We're gonna well, let's let's uh, flip the sausage over. You see that it's nice caramelization going there. You can smell it. You can smell the spices. It smells good. And yeah, I suppose now that we're waiting for the rice to come, it's inevitable that you'd want to talk about my personal life. I know that you're my friend, and you say, "Hey, buddy, I want to hear about uh, something more." You you feel like you're dodging things or something, you know, I know. But we have to, uh, you know, we have two eggs that we have to crack and scramble. So let's just hold off on that personal discussion here. We're going to take two eggs out. Now, I don't want to consider my, I don't consider myself a, uh, an environmental uh, hero, but we will reuse our little measuring cup to, to whatever you call it, scramble the eggs in there. Save, you know, one-tenth of a drop of water, which you probably wasted by just being in existence. But, you know, you gotta, you got to live in some level of delusion. So will you go ahead and scramble those eggs up. we got about ten more minutes, I think, on the, the, the rice till the rice is done. And we're, I'm going to prep another frying pan here, which we're going to fry our... Uh, our uh, herbs in, or I don't know, do garlic, I don't know, are, are, gar- are garlic, green onions, and ginger considered herbs? I have, a, I, have a, I have a question for you. I have a nutritional question to put out to the, the hive mind. Because I was wondering, uh, when I think about white rice, and everybody says, oh, that white rice is no good. It's, uh, they they take the germ and the bran and they throw it in the garbage or they do or maybe that oh no that's wheat they take the the the, the brown parts uh, I can't remember what it's called but the, that has the nutrition in there it has like the folic acid 
it has the fiber we need. The white rice is just uh, the starch mixed together with vitamins, I think. And you say, well, just as, as adulterated as it can get. Uh, I wonder, because they say, okay, rice, this is showing my ignorance, but I want to put it out as saying, well, they say that rice is a staple of so many cultures. So, so many cultures across the world. Rice is the most important part of their diet, where they get the majority of their calories from. And my question is, is it white rice or brown rice? And I'm not being facetious because I don't honestly know. And then I would say, whatever the answer is, I would say, well, Jesus, is that a new thing? Like, was it brown rice for all this time? And then it became white rice, or has it always been white rice, or... Is it still brown rice? You know, it it, 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 it gives us an interesting road to wonder about. Uh, but you, you might say, well, I'm wondering about, what you know, what's going on with you. And I say, oh, you're such a good friend. You are a friend indeed. And I always say, geez, you, what, what have you been doing with those calves? Have you been walking around on your tippy toes? Because your calves are looking, uh, and why do they call them calves? You ever wonder that? Calf. It's Kelf. C-A-L-F, right? C-A-L-F. Huh, it's, it's funny because Alf is A-L-F, right? Alf, that alien guy. And he said, well, she said, I've got eight more minutes here on this boil, I, or uh, whatever, simmer, simmer. And you say, well, she's okay. Well, enough about my, I say, I, I don't have anything going on. My life is, uh, Pretty, pretty uh, contained right now. I, I'll be be honest. I'm stressed. I'm a little stressed. You know, I've had trouble getting back into my routine. I went to see my mom, and I dealt with her. And then I got back, and I said, "Geez, I haven't been, have not fallen back into a normal routine." And some of the things I had set up that I was doing before habitually have fallen off. And yeah, I've said, well, geez, I'm so busy with the podcast, I can't do anything else. And I've cut back on some things that I was doing, like harassing Trader Joe's employees. And you say, well, you're not harassing them. And I say, okay, well, that's just my way of deflecting my own uncomfortableness. But I say, yeah, it's keeping me busy. And I say, well, geez, I, 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 I think I'm doing the right thing, but I don't know. Maybe I'm hiding out. Maybe I'm avoiding things. But maybe not. And I said, well, I got a new computer. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, uh, this is my promise to you. You say, well, I don't want you to become a podcast uh, shut-in or whatever, a podcast uh, crazy man who podcasts from a cabin in the woods. And I say, well, I don't live in the woods. And he said, well, the woods is a metaphor for the woods that have grown over your heart and your soul and your inability to make a small talk. And I'd say, well, then I guess I am a podcaster podcasting out of the woods. And wow, that is a powerful uh, image you just made for me, podcasting out of a woods of my own making. I'm almost, it reminds me of the witch season, beginning of this season of Game of Thrones. You know, may, maybe, you know, I'm a bit like that witch, hiding out, you know, but, but I don't have the power of foresight. Maybe the test, maybe the taste of Cersei's uh, 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 fingertip would awaken some spirit in me. But probably not. That sounds weird. So I shouldn't have. 
I'm regretting saying that, but, but you know, oh, right, well, four more minutes on it. We don't want to, oh, I was going to make you a promise. So I'll make you this promise. I got a new computer. And I said, well, Jesus, all my other computers, none of them had battery life. So I had to spend a bunch of time at home editing the podcast and working it. Now I can do it outside at a park in San Francisco and then say, hey, I'll talk to some people there. I'll make small talk there. I'll go meet some people before or after working on it. That's my promise to you. I'll be in a park somewhere. Maybe I won't be in a Trader Joe's trying to say, hey, does that say Sussex on your shirt? And it says, no, it says leave me alone. I'm trying to do my shopping. Instead of that awkwardness, I'll say, hey, uh, how you doing? Are you, you're at the park with your father? And I'll say, no, that's my boyfriend. And I'll say, well, have a good day. Have a wonderful afternoon. So that, that's my promise to you. But now our rice is, is coming to a close. Now, a couple things I've learned about making rice. White rice is a lot easier than brown rice. You really can't screw it up. The main way you can screw up is by either uh, not simmering at a low enough temperature or opening it up too soon. But the cast iron is very forgiving. It makes a wonderful rice. And I know what rice has done is, but, but we're going to take this to another... We're going to take on another controversial thing. We're going to take these frozen vegetables we bought. We're going to empty half of the bag right into the rice, the cooked rice that's still hot. And you might say, what the heck? Well, these vegetables are cooked. The rice is very hot. In fact, I'm going to use a, 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 a mitten glove or whatever the hell you call these things, an oven glove. And I'm going to put it in there, and I'm going to stir it in with the rice, and then I'm just going to put the top right back on. And we're going to push that away from the heat, and we're going to take uh, our hot, we're going to take our uh, our other frying pan, we're going to put that on the heat, medium heat. We're going to drop in a little more of that organic palm oil. And we're going to put a little uh, canola oil in there too, because I've found that, it, it just trust me, just a little drip of that canola, there you go. And we're going to throw, now you say, well, geez, this seems like, we're going to throw the ginger in there. We're going to cook that as it fries up. We're going to start, do you mind chopping up those sausages? Those are done too. And they have a nice little char, caramelized char on there. Oh, and they see, go ahead, pop one in your mouth. Don't be afraid. A little piece, it's spicy. Yeah, it's nice. It has those uh, flavors you might say if you've had Korean barbecue, you say they, I think they call that bowl go-go or something. It's a short rib. It's tasty. It's a tasty flavor. Um, I may be terrible at pronunciating all things, but especially that short rib. Well, yeah, so we're, I'm frying up the ginger. I'm going to throw the uh, green onions and the garlic in there, and they're going to fry up pretty fast, about a minute. And I'm going to stir it around here. It's pretty warm. And, and meanwhile, yeah, you got all that. Now, just making a little meat section over there, a nice little meat section. Now, we're going to take our uh, cast iron grill. We're going to flip it over. It's still hot. And then we're going to use that to heat up our tortillas. So if you don't mind evenly heating those tortillas up, uh, flour tortillas, that'd be great. I'm going to add our egg in here with our herb vegetables or whatever the hell we call them, garlic and ginger and green onion. And I'm going to, you know, just fry up the egg here and chop it up into little pieces. 
And sure, there's probably a fancier way to do this, as someone might say, hey, what's that? what in the name of fried rice are you doing? And I would say I believe fried rice is a, a dish that can be enjoyed by all people who make rice and fry stuff, so there. And then, yeah, it's only going to take us a quick minute. You see how quick? Just shut the heat off on the egg. Watch this. You see that move there? And then I'm going to pop the top off of the, our rice, and I'm going to give that another stir. And then I'm going to empty this entire pan of uh, garlic and ginger. Smell that fragrant smell. And green onions and egg, and I'm going to mix it all together. All the the rice and our four little vegetables that have defrosted, so they'll still have a nice pop to them. You know, peas are nice because peas have pop and uh, both that and alliteration believe it or not peas have pop peas have pop and alliteration doesn't rhyme and there's not alliteration when you use alliterate what ha- literacy has alliteration no illiterate illiterate people have alliteration right alliteration alliterating illiterate littering illiterate Alliterate, alliterating. If you use alliteration, are you alliterating? I don't know. But I don't know because our dinner's almost done now. I'm stirring it all together into a. Is this a melange? Is this a melange? This uh, all mixed together? Is this a melange? But we, and you did it. Oh, look at those uh, tortillas. What a wonderful job on those tortillas. So we're going to put a tortilla on a plate. And uh, you, do you, how hungry are you? Because do you mind me asking you a controversial question? Because I would say, now normally I use this recipe to uh, make a, uh, a load of burritos. So we're going to lay out some foil on this plate. And, and, and then we're going to put the tortilla on it. And then we're going to add the rice if you'd like to try some sour cream and cheese, you can, or you could just have, oh, whoa, 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 hold the guns, I forgot something. we got to salt our rice. Now, you could say add a little soy sauce, or you could add a little salt, but it, it would be a huge mistake not to add some salt in here. You know, add a little soy sauce and add some salt, and then taste Let's mix it together, yeah, okay. Yeah, and then taste it a little more, a little more salt, I would say, but not too much. Okay, so we're good now, and we're gonna we're gonna make it. We're gonna line the burrito with rice, and then we're gonna take our our chopped up sausage meat. We're gonna put that in there. Now you could just eat it like that. That's a very filling. Uh, it has a vegetable. It has protein. Has a lot of starch. Uh, it, it has it has fat, but it doesn't have. It has some red palm oil fat. I don't know what the hell. It's a future superfood, I believe. I can't make any guarantees. But I would say with its color and its smell, it probably has some antioxidant properties. But, you know, don't submit that to the FCC or the FAA at all. You know, just just take my word for it, you know, because that's all that's uh, my words. Just take my imagination for it. And then what we're going to do is we're going to fold up the burrito and Wow. Is it, where did you learn to roll a burrito like that? You are a burrito roller. You're, you're like a high roll, you're like the high roller of burritos. And yeah, roll those up in foil. And we're get, well, let's get a little burrito rolling line going. Uh, jump in the line, roll the burritos, it's fine. Okay. 
fried rice burritos, jump in the burrito assembly line, and I wish I had some limes. Okay, fried rice burritos. If I take the flour tortilla, I'll give it over to you. You'll put some rice in the tortilla, then some meat, and then roll it. Ooh, jump in my kitchen. We're rolling burritos. Okay, singing off key now. So that's great. And and now we have about six burritos here. And then we still have stuff for like two each for us to eat, which would probably be too much. And, and But what's amazing is that you could, the reason I say, okay, you know, sometimes you want to avoid white rice and sometimes you want to avoid white flour tortillas. But the thing about these burritos is if the situation was different, we could put three in the freezer and then three in the uh, fridge. It's Tuesday now. I could have a burrito Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for lunch. Maybe if we make four more, I could have one for dinner tomorrow night. Maybe you could. Maybe you could come over for dinner again. I'd love to have you. But but the, the, because of the, I think the properties of stripping all of the nutritional value does make it more shelf stable and tasty. I say, well, geez, now let me pitch you on this, nutritionist. Let me pitch you from a crazy person's perspective. It's my belief, and it may be as misguided as can be, that for every meal you cook yourself and, and then eat, and no, you say, well, let's not let any food go to waste here. Uh, let's get uh, uh, six or seven meals out of this fried rice burrito line we just jumped in. And, and and rocked our bodies on time. Oh, okay, eat a burrito. Um, you know, you're saving money, but I, I've got to believe that the act of cooking, the act of cooking with mostly, let's say, this is a fairly processed food, but not totally processed food, has some uh, health benefits they would say, well, geez, I'm getting a chicken sub at a, you know, a blank way. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't imagine that it's more healthy. So I say occasionally what, you know, all things in moderate. Oh, wait, I hear a noise. It's like a, uh, it's a good thing. Are those burritos, could you double check those burritos are still warm in their foil wrapping? Because speaking of foil wrappers, I see outside of my window, it's like an airplane sound. But that seems like the silver, off gray, silver color of a DeLorean. Like, is that the DeLorean from Back to the Future? Could you open the door? It, it looks like it, huh? And who's that getting out? That's, uh, is that Doc Brown getting out of the car? Oh, no, it's the, I recognize it. It's the guy that plays Doc Brown at Universal Studios. I think his name's uh, Barry. Hey, Barry, what's up? Wait, who's getting 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 out of the? Uh, that's Christopher Lloyd with Barry. So we have uh, the man who played Doc Brown, and then the man who plays Doc Brown, the man Barry who plays Doc Brown, playing Doc. You right? You're playing Doc Brown. You're a Doc Brown impersonator, I guess, right? Or actor? Okay, excuse me, Barry. I didn't. I didn't realize you were an actor. But, hey, Barry, do you feel like a burrito? Because I've been over, you know, on this podcast, I love to say alliteration. 
I love to use alliteration. Sometimes people point out to me, much like Stannis Baratheon likes to point out people's uh, uh, grammar mistakes. You know, he says, uh, Lord Commander, you're misusing this term, Lord Commander. I I say I can't do a Stannis after cooking burritos, but... But yeah, Barry, come in and have a burrito. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, is there someone crammed in the back of that uh, 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 DeLorean stuffed in there? Like, oh, wait, is that? I smell cotton candy and donuts. And, oh, Christopher Lloyd, you have cotton candy donuts all smeared on your face. Why don't you go use a washcloth and then maybe have a burrito. Would you want to try a fried rice burrito, Korean style? I wouldn't say a Korean fried rice burrito, but it has a Korean style sausage in there. Okay, we'll go ahead and try. Uh, I don't know. Is that, I would not think that'd be Michael J. Fox shoved in the back there. But I, I get the sense it's uh, are those sheets boxes. I, I said, oh, geez, I, I was just thinking. Oh wait. It's 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 Justin M from my brother brother my brother my brother and me. That's very hard to say. Wonderful, wonderfully beloved podcaster, uh, and and he has a box of sheets donuts. Now I was just thinking. I was watching. He had a little YouTube review show out, uh, and I wish I would say, "Geez, I've just been cooking, so I can't drop links out of my mouth." But I said, I was waiting to tell you in person, Justin, do you like uh, fried rice burritos more than uh, cotton candy donuts? Well, great. I'm going to have to figure out what the hell you're doing with uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd and the man who plays Doc Brown, the actor. Sorry, Barry. The actor that plays Doc Brown. I don't know. I think you're playing Doc. It can't be. Can you play a fictional character? I don't know. It gets confusing once there's two people removed. Doc Brown. He's a Doc Brown impersonator, right? Okay. Yeah. I, I, Justin. I got to tell you. First, my first sheets experience was this summer. For well, my, this is my friend here, my lovely friend. Yeah. And this is Justin McElroy. And but I was going to tell Justin. I said I just had my first sheets. Sheets is like a. Uh, it's kind of like a, a, like they took everything bad about a truck stop or a place you would go to the bathroom when you're on a cross-country trip. And they said, uh, let's get rid of a lot of the stuff that sucks about uh, cross, like, uh, you know, you say, well, geez, uh, pervy truckers, you know, we'll, we'll figure out a way to keep, get them in and out. Uh, dirty bathrooms, they're gone. And then let's take all the stuff you would, you would get at a theme park and put it inside a convenience store. And then let, let's take, like, uh, you, you know, let's get a crap load of deep fryers. We'll deep fry a bunch of shit. You know, he said, well, geez, I'd rather have a Subway. Well, yeah, we got the Subway-esque food here, too. Do you want to do you, have you, uh, you, you might like cherry Coke. You might like vanilla Coke. But have you had... Blackberry Coke, because we have Blackberry Coke on tap. You might have heard of freestyle soda. We have, you can freebase soda here at Sheets. You know, in the back we have, so so it's like this wild truck stop. But Justin, I want to get you in a, I'd like to get you in a burrito. I mean, you know, we get a burrito for you. But first, I can't, you know, I can't, you know, thinking about, uh, 
Doc Brown and the man who plays Doc Brown. It makes me think of, uh, you know, well, Jesus, too bad, you, you know, Doc Brown, Doc, do you mind coming out here? Barry, the person that plays Doc Brown, could you come out? You know, he's like, I wish you guys could have got here earlier because you could have got a cooking lesson if we had gone back in time. Uh, we're going to go back in time, but I can't. I can't get back in time separated from power of love in my head. Uh, take me away. I don't mind. But you better promise me some burrito time. Uh, you know, just I got to ask you. I got to ask you. Oh, wait, I was going to tell you about my stop at Sheets. But then I got, I'm so, I'm so distracted by Doc Brown and the man who plays Doc Brown and the fact that you're here with him. Now, I assume there's some sort of, uh, you know, you have the donuts. I'd like you to go inside and get a burrito, but I can't help notice the car keys are in there. And I was just wondering if I took a burrito uh, and I put it in, does it, does it, is this the version of the DeLorean that has like the, uh, the thing you can put the, it runs on food instead of nuclear energy. It, it, it's a prop. No, 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 no. I mean the, uh, the, 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 the DeLorean, the time machine, the flux, this has got a flux capacitor, right? Uh, so if I put a burrito in there and all parts of the burrito were made from something I purchased at a Trader Joe's. Are you with me so far? Hey, Barry, come over. We, we might need you. What's, where's Christopher? He's still in the bathroom? He's been in there for, that's weird. Oh, hey, Barry, I, my bathroom light's broken, so maybe he uh, closed the, is he afraid? Okay, go in and check on him. Okay, so uh, I'm just wondering, you know, so if I take it all, why are you looking, so if I, it was a surprise. I know this. I was surprised. Of course, I surprised you. And uh, hey, you get, Christopher Lloyd. Can I just say Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown, and Christopher Lloyd show up with you? So if I take anyway about my problems, uh, if I put the burrito in there, it was all made at the same. It was all purchased at the same Trader Joe's. And, but I say, well, geez, can you, and then I say to the computer, you, there's probably been a computer upgrade, right? Okay, you're just nodding now. Great. Uh, if I say to it, take me back to this time I saw this beautiful woman in a green shirt with some sort of, it said some English, said something in English. Uh, it, it said something in like English, like England, like England. Like I can't remember. It was something like Brighton or Sussex. Or something, but I can't, it wasn't those. But I say, okay, there's a girl with a green shirt, run, running, running shorts, glasses, po- ponytail. That it like was like, oh, is if I say that to the flux capacitor, could it take me back there to that time? Like instead of punching in, like 1989. Wait, why? You know, I got a question for uh, either Chris Roulette or Doc Brown or you. I don't know if you're, is, because uh, you put in, like, I remember there's three times. There's, like, the time you're going to, the time you came from. What was the other time? Like, wasn't there red, orange, and green? 
But anyway, is it voice activated now? Is there something like Siri in there? So I say, take me to this Trader Joe's that I, uh, and and I need it to, but I don't have an exact date. I'm not even sure on the season exactly because of the weather here. You know, it would be like uh, when it would be like running season, but I'm not sure what part of running season. And I would say, oh, what, 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 you know, what, what I need to say. So if I say that to the flux capacitor, could it get me back there? It could. It could. Okay. Now, next question. Now, this will be, this probably be easy, but I just want to run it by somebody before I go back there. So if I'm going to probably run in, I'll see myself running away from this young woman. Uh, but, but it won't, that obviously won't. Won't mess up, won't complicate, nothing to worry about, right? And should I just run, so uh, should, do you mind going inside and uh, eating burritos with uh, Doc Brown and Christopher Lloyd and my my lovely friend here? Yeah, I'm glad you guys met each other. It's the power of love. That's what I kind of need. Is It's not even the power of love, the power of crush. Uh, I, I don't need burritos. No need white rice. I don't need whole grains to make this right. I need this uh, time machine to go back in time to be able to talk to somebody I ran away from. Okay, I shouldn't sing. Okay, thanks, Justin. So I'm going to do that. I know what I know what the word prop means. It means it was used in a movie. Uh, wait, remember... Me and my friend, one of my friends, they had a debate in school about the, uh, they said, oh, how the inventions of Back to the Future are coming true. And they said the hoverboard, and then they said, no, that was an April Fool's joke. So, okay, I know. Okay, I'm just being, I'm just going to sit in the DeLorean. I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to put my head against the, the, the flux capacitor and imagine. Or... Try to go back. Next question. Why don't you come with me? Because uh, we could take it and we could peel out down the street. And then we could say roads where we're going. We don't need any roads together. And then we'll like laugh like lunatics. Won't they be more fun to see? Haven't you always wanted to do that? And then have the wheels come down? I told you. Well, uh, what I could do... You're going to come with us, right, too? Okay, what I could do is, um, well, Doc Brown's locked in my bathroom. The lights are out. And Barry does not look right. Let's just go. All right, all right, so, oh, you're going to stay here and make sure. Oh, thank you. You're such a good friend. So I'm going to go with Justin M. So I'm going to go with Justin M. He's get, he's probably, and then I'm probably going to drop him off back in uh, West Virginia, uh, Rocky Mountains. I'm going to take him home, Country Roads. So he can get back to his, his, his life is full of work and family as well. And I'll probably, hopefully, ideally, I'll have the woman in the green shirt with me. Well, probably not, because I would have just met her. And then, well, how, oh boy, this is another, how do you set up, if you're time traveling, but you have to return to the present, how do you set up a date? Huh. They should have covered that in, like, Back to the Future two and a half. You say, hey, I'd like to date you uh, possibly sometime in the future. I don't even, what's the date today? Maybe uh, six, seven months from now. 
Or maybe you think I could use this anyway. We've got we better get going because if we're gonna do some tra- if we're gonna say roads where we're going, we don't need any. Ro- that was your cue. Oh, let's do it in the car. All right, so I'm gonna. All right, so thanks so much for helping me cook. It was great to see you. It was always those calves look great. You look great. You're you're always looking so so caring and and so say well, geez, tell me more. And I told you more. And now. I'm going back in time to make either the I say, well, I regretted that. Let me see if I can unregret it. You're laughing at me because what are you saying? I'm not going back. Well, we're just going to drive up and down the street and saying roads. We're going there. We don't need any roads. And we'll probably use swear words. And we'll laugh until the neighbors call the police. So, okay. So you go inside and eat burritos with Christopher Lloyd and the man who plays Doc Brown. At Universal Studios. Is he from Universal Studios, Hollywood, or Florida? Oh, well, let's say. So, so I guess you're, if you're, if you're, so you're not really an actor then, Barry. Okay, well, don't cry. All right, well, uh, thanks for joining me for dinner, and I hope you get a good night's sleep. Good night. <laughs>